Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch community, and welcome to episode 104 of the 167 podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor of the Porch Community Church, and I am here, as always, with my good friend, our media pastor, Josh Harrell. Hey, Josh. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? It's going great. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's going good. Eh? Yeah, well, nothing new and exciting. You know? Nothing new and exciting? No, I mean, there's, yeah, we're. I, I think we're in the continuing conversation of buying or selling homes and Showing home, getting our house ready, moving to another house. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that is uh, besides, you know, the day-to-day. All at the beginning of the holiday season. It's the best time to buy and sell a house. That's what they say. I am not serious. No. No, no. But it's it's the right time for us. Yeah. So we will... God has right. a... Hey, if you're out there looking for a four-bedroom, two-bath house, give me a call. God has <laughs> the, the right buyer highly desirable, eager subdivision neighborhood. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, he does. He does have the right buyer. You are correct about that. So, how about you? Um, just kind of getting ready for, you know, Thanksgiving, that one day, and then Christmas, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. And our girls are at the age where it's probably the most fun to to do all that stuff yeah. because like as soon as Halloween was over Adam was like so when's Christmas <laughs> there's this other holiday in between little girl and see Thanksgiving to me is overrated well see and I'm not one of those people that does the shaming like how how dare you listen to like I've already started to listen to a little bit of Christmas music yeah I haven't decorated my house and I probably wouldn't anyway even though we're moving I probably would wait until like the weekend after Thanksgiving to do yeah. that but I know a lot of people that have and I'm like more power to you we're, like, whatever we're decorating this weekend yeah uh, so yeah to me <laughs> Thanksgiving is just Cracker Barrel food Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's fine. Yeah, I think we had this conversation last year too. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a big Scrooge McDuck when it comes to Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's a Christmas analogy. You can't use it. Mm. Well, it shows you where my mind is. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, so we are um in the series. We've been doing the series called At the Table. Yep. Um, and today we're going to talk about s- some more info about tables. We we talked last week about the kind of like shocking what about what the Last Supper looked like or didn't look like yep. as far as in our mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going to talk about that today. But before we do, I just wanted to mention that we, um, well, I was about to say our Christmas impact and talk about that and buying backpacks, but I think they all just got picked up. Is that right? I don't know if they're all gone. As we were walking in here, Kristen was taking a phone call. At the time of the phone call, we had eight left. Who <laughs> okay. knows what we have Okay. when we come back. So there might be a chance. You yeah, need I, was, to... I was literally about to make a post about, hey, we have this many backpacks left. And I was like, well, I'll wait on that. <laughs> so, yeah, but you can go uh, online, go to theporchcc.com. Mm-hmm. And, and click uh, on events, signups. Yep. And see if there's any available because that yep. will tell you. And we might be working on something to have a couple more. I don't yeah, know. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then all the all the backpacks are due back by Sunday, December 11th, mm-hmm. so that we can make sure we get those to 
um, our connection with Lowndes County Schools um, to disperse those to kiddos. Yeah, because they ha- they give those out before they get out for Christmas mm-hmm. break because it's too hard to hunt people down yeah, after no. that fact. Yeah, yeah. Um, something else coming up, uh, December 4th, we are going to have a food truck Sunday after yep. church that day. So it's kind of the, I don't know, 2022 version of a dinner on the grounds, except yeah. we're having food trucks come in. And um, you buy your own food. Yeah, you buy your own food. You don't bring a covered dish. But, I mean, if you want to bring your covered dish, you can, but there's going to be re- delicious food trucks. So. The the one thing I, probably my biggest like favorite thing about doing something like this mm-hmm. is like when you go out to eat, especially post COVID, mm-hmm. when you go out to eat, the wait times for tables are awful. Yeah. On Sundays. Oh yeah. Like yeah, it, like, I used to go all the time, and I just I really don't anymore. I mean, it used to be like we would have a group of fifteen mm-hmm. to twenty after church. Yeah, no, not and, more. And it would t- like we were upset if it took more than thirty minutes to mm-hmm. get a table, and now it's like me and Kara go just with the girls, and it's like forty five minute wait. Yeah. Like, well, that's better than anywhere else we can get in. <laughs> because because of you, I had to go to a place that had bread service after <laughs> I church. I think a lot of people went to places with bread service on Sunday. Yep. If, we, we had the croissants from Cheddar's. <laughs> and if you don't know what I'm talking about, Josh, you want to tell them? <laughs> go listen to Shannon's message. It's the podcast right before this. It's at the table week two. Mm-hmm. And about you have the bread there the entire sermon. Yeah, yeah. But you really dig into it when when you start literally talk, when you start talking about uh, brokenness mm-hmm. and the imagery you give. A explains your concept amazingly and made me very very hungry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of a broken bread. Yeah. But um, and, was, and some of us ate a little bit of it at the end of the after yep. the service. Me and Steve joked and was like, this should have been last week's uh, sermon for <laughs> communion. Yep. Yep. <laughs> And then we could have just had the bread that you were breaking um, up. I know, I know. And I thought about that, but um, what I did the week before, I, yeah, it just didn't work that way. But that's all right. That's okay, because yeah. it's a whole table conversation. Um, so back to the point of the food truck is, uh, yeah, so December 4th, we're going to meet up uh, after church, and we'll have food trucks here. We might have a little little special, some stuff from the men's group, uh, throwing some stuff on the grill as well, mm-hmm. as far as like, well, we're talking street corn, so we'll see. Yeah. I was a little bummed out yesterday, though. Why? Um, I found out because I've never had street corn. Oh, yeah. I found out that that corn that basically it's like slathered in a mayonnaise type substance. Which yeah, I'm, that's disgusting. I'm I'm in the same boat as you about mayonnaise. Okay. I don't like. Mayonnaise. I'm just gonna be like, can you just throw a cob on there? Just just the cob, and I'll so we need I'll two it. cobs. Yes, we'll have a little a section just for the for the normal people that don't want mayonnaise slathered onto their corn. Mayonnaise is like the most one of the most vile substances on this planet. Well, then I need to find a new planet to live on. <laughs> oh, you said vile? Yeah. I thought you said vital. No, I said vile. Oh, oh okay. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I can't stand mayonnaise. I agree. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> well, so sticking with food. But you know what's on a lot of tables? Mayonnaise. <laughs> you know what's in um, my father-in-law's pantry and not the refrigerator? Mayonnaise. Question for you. An Unop- um, opened mayonnaise. Yes. Question for you. Yes. Ketchup. Fridge or pantry? After fridge. Mm. All of my condiments are fridged. After opening. If it's before opening, they'll sit in the pantry till I need it. Ketchup does not have to be put in the fridge. It does not, but I do it. Mm. Yeah, I like cold I don't, I don't like cold ketchup. Oh, yeah, oh, I do. I do. 
I know we all have our things, yep. but that's how it was when I was growing up. So and that's how I do it. That's one of the things me and Kara like argue about is yeah. if the ketchup goes into the fridge or not. When we go to the beach in the summer, we a big clump of us goes, a big group. You know, mm-hmm. some of the Oklahoma people come and others. And um, uh, Andy, my father-in-law, goes, and he has some, some strict rules on what goes, what does not get refrigerated, and one of which is his mayonnaise. So his but, Duke's mayonnaise does But mayonnaise not, has like raw egg in it, doesn't it? It does. But he didn't refrigerate it growing up. They had it on the table. They used it as salad dressing. And so, yeah. He's not dead, so I guess it's fine. I mean, something's right. I don't know what. So anyway, Andy, if Andy ever listens to this episode, these podcasts, I mean, he, you know, but. So the table. Let's move to the table. Um, So we, you and I were talking um. And you had some really good ideas, and, and then I kind of sprinkled a little bit on there, too, is that we would talk today, because we kind of waded into it just in staff meeting, yeah. or, yeah, the other day in a conversation, mm-hmm. about just some memorable times we've had sitting at a table. Yeah. And um, I shared a little bit the first week. Um, um, so And they could be good. They could be not so good, but the the table being the centerpiece and then I thought we might take a few minutes um, and talk about some some memorable or well loved moments that from TV shows or movies where a table was present and yeah. and share those. So so um, so you want to start us? Um, so going back as a kid, one of the two but, years ago. Just kidding. Was, You're thirty. I know. I'm thirty. <laughs> but um, I went. So when I was a kid, like first and second grade, I went to like a church school. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest memories that stands out to me at a table is like spending like all night trying to do homework mm-hmm. at the kitchen table, and my parents just like checking it and making me redo it and checking it and redoing it and going through like all the like multiplication tables and everything. Like it was like a second school desk. Basically. Oh man, you just brought up you're bringing some like some some some. Uh, oppressed um no what are they called suppressed suppressed moments in my mind yeah. of algebra pre-algebra with my dad at the table thanks a lot Josh. like i mean there there was moments of like excitement because i got it right and mm. then just moments of like utter like despair <laughs> because i don't know what i'm doing yes you know oh yes and there'd yep. be like arguments like mm-hmm. i'm sick of this yep mm-hmm. yep yeah, yeah. Thanks. So I wasn't the only one. <laughs> no, you were not the only one. <laughs> but that happened at the like that I think happened we're at not the, the table. only two. <laughs> yeah. So dinner dinner would be cleared off, and then mm. I'd have to start homework. Mm. Good times. No. Who was the math person? Your dad or your mom? Mom. Okay. Well, see, my dad's a truck driver, so oh, that's he right. was only home two days a week. Gotcha. Now he helped me with homework when he was home, mm-hmm. but most of my memories of homework and stuff was with my mom. Yeah. Yeah. And like, uh. There were some, there were some tough times that like I still deal with, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, like with doing homework at that table. <laughs> we had we had this round table, yeah, and we uh, it was a four person. There was only three of us in the family, so a four person table was perfect. And my school book sat in that fourth chair, <laughs> yeah. And I would get them out, and I would just and I would just spend hours uh. on homework. And eventually, it got so bad that we we moved me into public school yeah because it was just it was just so much wow um yeah i I, like there's there's still times when i'll have like nightmares about that (laughs) oh my goodness yeah 
A uh, funny thing. Mm. Uh, my parents gave me that table <laughs> when we moved. And you burned it? No. I'm just kidding. We used it for several years. Uh-huh. Like, they refinished it and, and all this kind of stuff. It was, it was a great table. And now, uh, some some of our church people, the Krauls, mm-hmm. have that table. Oh, do they really? Yep. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Well, hopefully, uh, when their child comes along, they will not torture the child with homework at the table. Yeah, my time at our t- at our kitchen table, my homework time was dad, and it was really the only homework I remember doing was it was math homework because I got everything else done. Um, yeah, it was math for that me was, too. Yeah, and yeah. it was it was algebra, pre-algebra. Um, I just I just struggled through that. So yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot for bringing that up. Well, and and to my parents' credit, there was also times when I go, hey, effort. I have this project due mm-hmm. and then they would they would help me yeah. with the project until it's time for me to go to bed and then I'd go to bed and I'd wake up and the project was finished. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't I I never got that option. So, but <laughs> yeah. Um so one of my uh table moments, I'm trying to look and see some going to the childhood era. Um this one actually was not a table at home. This was, and this might be dumb, but it, it came to my mind, was um, I went to two different elementary schools because we moved. Um, and so I went to Will Rogers Elementary first. He's a famous Oklahoman. Mm-hmm. People write her. And then I went to Acme Elementary, which I know makes people think of Roadrunner. Yeah. Um, but it means excellence. Okay. So I, anyway, so I went to Acme Elementary. And um, I remember vividly this was, this had to be third or the beginning of fourth grade. And maybe I was just, maybe we were all just really slow, but none of us, we cracked the code. We cracked the, the cafeteria code Uh-oh. of knowing how to line up in the line in order to sit with your friends. Oh, yeah, I remember doing because that. you came in and you got your tray and you went through the line. And then there was like, I want to say five, there were six rows of tables mm-hmm. and so you came out and you went to table one the next person went to table two table three table four mm-hmm. and i guess they wanted us to mix up and they didn't want you know whatever and so we cracked the code and you figured out how and to we stagger figured people out, yeah so that's pretty um, legit we thought we were pretty pretty smart um but it yeah i mean whatever so mm. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember that. I was like, and the whole thing was we wanted to sit together. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. mm-hmm. it's, I told that was a lame one, but that's, that's, that's not lame. It was a kid one. Yeah. So, um, so I'll go, I'll go twice. And okay. Go next. Um, so here's another one. Um, a table moment. This one is kind of, uh, a like wah, wah moment, but it, whenever I was thinking table moments, this one came up. It was, um, see, it might have been 2017 or 18. I can't remember the dates now. But um, we were, of course, we were still in the United Methodist Church, and mm-hmm. we were in that process. I was in that process of seeking ordination through the UMC. And there are many, many hoops and, and things you have to go through. And one of them is a, after doing a humongous paper, um, with very high academic standards, you then have to go and be interviewed and you're interviewed by people who have had your paperwork for a month. 
Mm. And you are like on the spot interviewed. And um, there were four different rounds of interviews and each or four different interviews in, in one day. And each of those interviews was based on a specific portion of that paperwork I did. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I did three of them. I, it was great. Um, it, the people at the table, the interviewers, because it was me and like 12 people. Mm-hmm. And those, um, it was really good. It was affirming. It was encouraging. Um, a little challenging, but in a good way. And the last table of the day, and we sat around this big table, a big rectangular, like conference room type table. Right. Um, the last interview of the day around that table, it was in like the gymnasium of some some church up there, like an offshoot, like a little off in a corner. And I walk in and I walked in and the room, it was palpable in the room of just this bitterness. Contention. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it was like, there was just like this, I walked in and immediately I just felt like just a very, just not good. I just mm-hmm. didn't. And, um, and the, there were several people, there were a couple who were very, very nice, but there were a couple people in that group that were just, they were, they just were not going to let me, um, pass, pass through that, mm-hmm. that particular, and you got like passed on each different one. So I'd, doing good, doing good, doing good. And then this one, and it's interesting because later on, I mean, I knew, I knew a couple of the people that were in there. I knew of them and, um, it was very apparent that one or uh, two of them were like, n- they were going to make sure I didn't pass. Mm. It was really, really, really discouraging. Very yeah. discouraging. Yeah. And usually a lot of people don't pass all four right away the yeah. first year and, and they go back and they have to make up whichever one they didn't. And and that's that's not uncommon. Um, but I didn't even go back the next year. I think you have three years to go back. And I waited because I was like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with this. I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because two of the people that were in there and who were really, really negative, um, and like unnecessarily negative mm-hmm. and like nitpicky about stuff. Um, they both ended up leaving the UMC long before any of this disaffiliation stuff. Like they did their own thing. It was just really, I don't know. It was just, it was a horrible, when we talk about tables, that was one that I'm just like, that was not a good table moment. Mm. I had three really good table moments mm-hmm. and then that one. Mm. And they were the same tables. Yeah. But it's just funny, like whoever, what determines that moment is the people that are around it. You know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's mine. So, what about you? Um, this is actually Kara's. Mm. Uh, so you know how, like, when you're a kid, you sit on a booster seat. Yeah. Okay, so I don't know if it was her grandfather or her grandfather's grandfather that built this wooden box uh-huh. that the littlest kid would sit on. Oh yeah. And it was one of her, it like the table moments in that family were so memorable to her like she wanted that box right oh, that's cool so we have the box mm-hmm. and one of the cutest things for me is seeing adeline and caroline <laughs> sit on the same box that Kara was when, yeah. she, when she was their age yeah and sitting around a dinner table and not eating their food and playing with it <laughs> probably the same way Kara was <laughs> Yeah, that's really cool. That's a that becomes like a an heirloom type it, thing. It, it that really you is. Can give to your girls, and, and they can yeah, and children. And see, there's only one box. But then my dad saw how, it, and my dad 
you know. He likes to do woodwork. He so. likes to do woodwork, yeah. and he noticed how important it was to Kara. He made a box for both girls. Didn't he make your table? Mm-hmm. Is it? Am I stealing yeah. a moment that no. you're going to share later? No. Oh. oh, okay. But I was I was going to mention that uh, the table that is in the bumper and yes. and the graphic is actually a table that my my dad built for mm-hmm. us. And that's y'all. You're in Kara's table. Yep. That yeah. is that is our dining room table. Um. So and, and to me, one of the grew up Baptist. So one of the biggest things that our family does well is eat together. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if Baptists have that that market cornered, but yeah, here we're you. good at it. <laughs> They're good at it. So I mean, just family dinners and mm-hmm. and stuff like that is some of the only times that our family would get together. Yeah, was around a table. Yeah, you know, sometimes it would be we'd fit at the four person table, but then sometimes we'd have to sit at the dining room table and then bring in a card table, and the kids sat at a different table. Yeah, you know, like to me. That that's the only reason Thanksgiving matters to me is yeah. because of being at the table with family that you don't get to be with mm. very often. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Like this coming week, I'll get to. Uh, I can't tell you the last time I've had Thanksgiving with my sister. Mm. So I get to be at the table with my sister and my nephews. Um, my nephew just had a ba- just had a baby, so we'll meet him for the first time. Aww. So. Uh, I have future at the table moments I'm looking forward to. That's cool. That's really cool. Um, you know, you were talking about the bringing in another table, and it made me think of another. It was the first Thanksgiving that Drew and I had as a married couple at um, our house, uh, a previous house we lived in. It was a tiny house, it, not an actual tiny house. It was a smaller house, and um, and we had a screened-in porch. And, of course, being South Georgia, it was a pleasant day on mm-hmm, Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. But I was like, let's host Thanksgiving. And so we hosted it. It was like the first time I'd ever hosted, like, a you know, an actual Thanksgiving meal for family and stuff. And so I had to borrow a, a folding table from church and because I didn't have one big enough. And um, we did, you know, all the stuff, you know, the turkey and the potatoes and dressing and desserts and and all that and it was really cool and we we sat in the screened in porch and it was me and drew and his parents and um uh stepdad and i think that was all maybe his brother yeah i think his brother was there and um it was it was just a really cool it was like our first one together Mm -hmm. like that and um that was a really neat time Mm. oh one of the interesting is i i don't think kara thinks about it as fondly as i do but one of our (laughs) one of our first um thanksgivings uh married after we moved here she was she had to work thanksgiving day Mm -hmm. so we did thanksgiving at denny's wow and And you you liked it well it was just me and her yeah like how like how often did you get like that kind of holiday where you just got to spend it with your spouse Mm -hmm. even before kids Mm -hmm. you you were always going here and there and and I think maybe we did that two years where it was just me and her, mm-hmm. and that was to me those were really special Thanksgivings. Yeah, yeah, I've had a couple of Thanksgivings by myself, um, just because my family went here like when I was single. Yeah, and I remember one. It was um, I. What did I do? Oh, I my dad had sent me a grill. He had gotten a grill and sent it to me. So I spent Thanksgiving putting a grill together, and then I grilled some chicken and ate chicken on Thanksgiving. <laughs> 
at the coffee table. So yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. where a lot of a lot of uh, my meals would happen as a single person. Um, so I shared this, and, and if I've shared it before on the podcast, forgive me. And Josh, you can let me know, so I won't go into too much detail again. Um, but the table at um, my friend's, the Faulkner's house. Mm. Um, I don't think we've gone into much detail on the podcast. So it was. Um, so my friend Carrie was basically witnessing to me about mm-hmm. Christ, um, and not like in a in a weird way or in a strange way. I didn't feel like it was like pressure. She just, her life was a witness. That's mm-hmm. what I mean by that. Um, and we had become friends. And so I'm just seeing this kind of consistency of someone who's like, like really wants to like, you know, glorify Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, wow, I'd never really, I'd never really noticed that before. I'm not saying I didn't have people in my life like that, yeah. but I had never noticed. And I just think Lord was just kind of taking the scales off my eyes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so in that process, um, she, she lived at home. Um, and so I got to know her family and of course they were praying for me and all this. And, and, um, and I, it was the Sunday that, uh, she'd been inviting me to church for months and I finally went mm-hmm. and then they invited me for after church lunch at their house. And they always did like, you know, something was cooking, something mm-hmm. was ready. I mean, it was just really nice. And they had a pretty large, you know, dining room and, and, um, and gathered there and ate, and that became the first Sunday of many Sundays, many, many Sundays over a couple of years of sharing a meal with them. But it was that first Sunday that I sat at that table um, where in talking with Randy, Pastor Randy, mm-hmm. who did my ordination, and I was just kind of, he was, he basically said, you know, Shannon, if you have any questions about anything, you know, Carrie told me you'd bought a Bible and you know, you came to church today, and if there's anything you want to know, just please, you know, I'm here. You know, it was, it was really non, you yeah. know, it was just, here I am. And I said, well, you know, I have a couple of questions, because, and so I just kind of talked out, you know, what I had experienced, and and in so doing, I told him about how I had prayed, um, like, a week before, mm-hmm. and how I was reading in John, and I just felt like I just started confessing. I didn't know it was a word, but I started yeah. apologizing for all the things I'd done wrong because I realized w- who Jesus was and what he had done for me. And so I'm telling Randy this at the table, and um, he's like sitting, we're sitting at opposite ends, like the two heads, and it wasn't like a, you know, it the was long. like an eight, yeah, eight person. Um, and I'm telling him what happened, and he's just over there, he just has a tear running down his face, and and he was like, Shannon, you, you understand what that means, right? And I was like, no. He goes, you're, you, you don't know? He goes, you're, that, you're a Christian. And I said, what? And he goes, yeah. And I said, really? And then, then he asked me, he's like, do you believe, you know, in God the Father? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and I was like, yes, yes, yes. And then he just, you know, was like, this is wonderful. <laughs> and so, I mean, it was at that table that I professed my faith. Mm. And, um, and yeah, so that's that's the most profound table moment that I have to date. Yeah. Um, for sure. Um, as we're talking about tables to kind of switch gears a little bit, um, our friend Bob Moon has a really good at the table, um, yes. experience. And, and if you go to his house, he will take you to this table and, and I wish, show you. I wish he were here to tell us this. Um, that would have been awesome. Um, but yes, our friend Bob Moon, whose parents were missionaries to India. Yes was born on his dining room table. Yep. And he keeps his parents' it. dining room table that he now has. Yes. <laughs> so if you're ever at the dinner party at the Moon's house, he will show you the table. 
my goodness gracious. That's about. <laughs> I don't have anything to top That's that. That's a gear switcher there. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. Um, um, what else you got? No, uh, you know one of one of my um, spiritual growth moments at a table was mm-hmm. um, uh, we. I had kind of, I don't, he was a buddy, but he mm-hmm. was, he was older. Like I tended to hang out, like when I was in high school, I tended to hang out with the college guys at mm-hmm. church. I could see that. And so, um, this guy, Luke Braswell, who is a student pastor in Rinkin now, mm-hmm. um, Rinkin, Georgia. Yep. He would, he would come over to, um, my house and he would, uh, disciple me, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and I can't remember the name of the program, but it it just someone close to my age pouring into me mm-hmm. you know was was so it was so pivotal 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 yeah in my <laughs> spiritual growth um and I, and i've never actually told him thank you for that oh well now you can tell him to listen to this episode yeah i'll, I'll probably play <laughs> xbox with him later <laughs> And be like, hey, I talked about you today. Yeah, I actually tell him I talked about you today. <laughs> but yeah, that was one of the big, big things at the table yeah. for me spiritually was like someone showing, like someone outside my parents showing that my spiritual mm-hmm. health mattered. Yep, yep, for sure. And that was that was probably the first time I've ever seen that outside of like a Sunday school teacher mm-hmm. or a pastor. You know, someone mm-hmm. as that, a young person, that's yeah, the first. Yeah. yeah, you know, someone that wasn't like paid to do it you know what i mean right like they wanted to they yeah. set aside the time to yeah. spend with you at the table and, and that meant a lot to me yeah for sure yeah um you think i think about that and i think about times like um you know i go into places like just love mm-hmm. and usually when i go in there i'll know several people that are in there and it's just amazing to me because there's so many people in there that are like one-on-one or you know, two or three people and they're sitting there at the table with their Bibles open and they're, you know, they're studying together or they're mentoring Mm -hmm. or discipling. And I'm just like, that's cool. That happens all the time, Mm -hmm. you know, in places like that. Um, I used to go to Atlanta bread and I would see that a lot whenever Atlanta bread company was here. Um, so it's just cool to see that people just going, yeah, we're going to spend time together. Well, and it, it can't, it, Brings back to the point of you talking about in your first at the table message, mm-hmm. you have 21, 21 opportunities. Three times a day. Yeah. And so for me, anytime I want to have a conversation with someone, mm-hmm. it's always, hey, you want to go? Hey, you want to go get lunch? Yeah. Yeah. Because to me, the best conversations happen when you're not necessarily trying to get through a topic. Right. You right. let you let the conversation happen. Yeah, it just flows. Because of you have something else slowing your time down. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, some of the best conversations I've ever had, mm-hmm. whether it's my kitchen table or the Restaurant. table at Taco Bell, <laughs> it it's usually at the table sharing food with someone. Yeah. That's very true. And that and that's the thing, it's like, um, and I, I didn't say this in, in this message or in this series. I've said it before, and I'm sure I heard it somewhere else. But everybody eats. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's not, you're not inviting someone. It's it, To me, it's easier to invite someone to a table than it is to invite them to a church service. Yes. It's easier to invite someone to a table than it is to even invite them to a community group, even if it's like super chill and awesome and at someone's house and laid back. And 
it's easier to invite someone to a table because everyone knows what what the primary reason of the table is, and that's mm-hmm. to gather to eat. Yes. Um, but then, like you said, you have conversation and you talk about your life and you ask each other's question each other questions. And it's not like it's just like a one-on-one interview, but you're eating, that you're waiting for the next, you know, the appetizer or the main course or whatever to come. And so it's it's just there. It's it's mm-hmm. more, flo- you know, flowing. Um, yeah, so I think that's really good. One of the table moments that I had uh, made a note of to mention, and uh, is so people don't see what this room looks like. I think we've described it before. But my times at this table, oh, doing the snap. podcast, yeah, have been really, really, really meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. So we sit at a folding white table right now. Yep. Um, and so it's super classy. Mm-hmm. Um, got to keep it classy. Got to keep it classy. I mean, this is this is kind of our our level right here. This mm-hmm. is kind of you know, yeah. Um, it does it serves the purpose, right? Mm-hmm. But no, our time at this table has been really meaningful to me, and um. You know, we've talked about a lot of different things. There's a lot more things to still talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, this has been definitely a table, uh, one of those moments that will always be in there with tables that are important to me. Mm. So, I never, yeah. even, this table never even crossed my yeah, mind. Thanks for that, sitting at this table with me, Josh. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, anything, any other tables you want to talk about? Uh, well, I had a couple, couple funny ones from TV. Okay, well, that's what I was going to say. We, yeah. We're going to move into that next one. So hit hit us with a, that. Okay, so I'm going through Seinfeld. Oh, okay. Um, and if I've noticed, like, that show, actually, you know, they they have great conversations at the diner. Diner, yeah. And then uh, they have a lot of episodes happen around a table because that, that show is a show about nothing, right? <laughs> and that's how they pitched it, yeah. But something... But it's it's funny, and it's nothingness mm-hmm. is always something. Always, and it's and it happens usually a couple of things. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it happens a lot around the table. Mm-hmm. And one of the ones that sticks out to my mind is when Jerry is like having dinner with like his family, mm-hmm. and it's like <laughs> his great grandmother or great aunt. I don't know the relationship. Yeah, but Elaine makes a comment about people that had ponies were snobs. Uh-oh. And, like, this woman is, like, a World War II survivor, <laughs> and she had a pony, uh-huh. and, like, makes this big old deal about it, and then, like, she kills over the next day or something. Oh, no. <laughs> but they're talk- They're just having a conversation around the table, and someone puts their foot in their mouth. Of course. Because I've done that. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Um, one of mine, this is, this is definitely, like, a nostalgia mm-hmm. uh, childhood thing. And I'll, I'll I'll hum the song just so you know. Da na 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 na. What is it? It's the Waltons. It's the Waltons. I grew up watching the Waltons. John Boy was my favorite. The meals that they had, they would always, they would often wait for everyone to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, Grandpa was always awesome. He'd have something funny to say. Yep. Grandma would hush him, shush him a little bit. But they always gathered around the table, and mm-hmm. I just was like, I don't know. That is a that is a image. And that is just like burned in my brain of the Waltons at the table and just the idea of a family and, and caring for each other. And they did have some serious conversations and, and fun conversations, but that's definitely one from TV that I... Oh, yeah. The Waltons and Little House on the Prairie were oh, like... Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that one, like, but for sure. Were like standard, like 
was like my understanding of what yes. family yes looks like for sure yeah that's definitely that's definitely true um now one of my mo- humorous like all-time favorite um table moments there's two okay there's two but I gotta say, this one just because it's not holiday themed, it trumps the other one just a little bit. Okay. Right? And it's um, the Clump family from Nutty Professor. Oh. Now, before yeah. they did the movie The Clumps, it was just the movie Nutty Professor yes. with Eddie Murphy, and mm-hmm. he he played everybody all but like one of the characters of the Clump. Yeah. He didn't play the little the young boy. Yeah. Uh, but they're all around the table, and he's just like, "Oh, my little Hercules!" You know. I love that movie. <laughs> There's a, there's just a lot of stuff in the that uh, table thing. I just love. I laugh. I remember I owned the um, VHS tape mm-hmm. of the movie. Yeah. Back in the you know those were like those hard like cassette things. I know you know. I know. I know. Dude, I know. I know. Dude. Block like I lived in the I lived in the era of VHS. Yeah. Friday and Saturday nights hanging out at Blockbuster or other movie type yeah. places. Um, but. So I had that, and I didn't really care for the rest of the movie. So I just wrote down the timestamp of, so of the dinner the- scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I would know where to go on that to to find it. So that was really good. And then number the second one. So there's the clumps, you know, family in that whole dinner scene. And the second really one good. has been a sermon reference a couple of times. Uh, several. I just referenced it uh, this past Sunday with. The blessing, and that's the movie, the Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. I mean, just what happens at that table. And by the way, if you ever want to reenact that whole table scene, Justin Crenshaw is your man because that guy knows movie quotes like nobody's mm-hmm. business. He does. So, um, but that movie and just what goes on there at the table is just so good. And it's to me, it's one of those movies you can watch it. One of those scenes where you can watch it. I mean, for years, mm-hmm. and you you pick up something new, like the way someone looks, like mm-hmm. a little you know, little vibe they have. So that one's definitely one there. So mm, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, another another one I really like is. Did you ever watch the show Friday Night Lights? Uh, yeah. So like yes. the the family like mm-hmm. the tough family conversations they would have around at yep. the table, yep. or even the father daughter conversations they would have around a ping pong table. Yep. That's right. Um, Those were good. That to me, that like the Waltons and the um, Ingles, Ingles are like the standard of what like a old school family looks like. And then you got kinda, the Taylors, kind of like what I would imagine my grandfather's family to look like yeah. would be the Waltons or the Ingles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then like the Taylors, yeah, are like almost what you kind of want to be it's almost like yeah. an idyllic family for modern times yeah and because the how open they were about they everything were, yeah. and and all those conversations happened around a table you know and this is more of a, a cinematic videographer type statement here that i know you know but i loved the way they they shot that whole series oh yes fantastic. and even like the the script if you want to and i'm doing air quotes to that because most of it was here's you know they, the direction was here's what we want you to talk about in the mm-hmm. scene here's what we want you to convey and get across mm-hmm. go. go and so so much it wasn't ad lib but it was you know mm-hmm. it was improvisational mm-hmm. in that they gave him some parameters and then said go and it just felt so real yes to so real top three show of all time is yeah. Friday Night Lights for me yeah it, I, the only critique I've heard a big critique I've heard was just the movement of the camera yeah so. And but and that was a stylistic choice. Yeah, yeah. Because they because 
that was in the time when like documentary mm-hmm. style was getting yeah. really popular. Yep. Like I think those that show in the office like aired the their first season around the same time. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Sorry, we went off in a little tangent there, yeah. but um, I don't have I don't have any other ones that I can think of off the top of my head. Those were the ones I had. Um, um it, to me, another table moment that that always runs in commercials mm-hmm. is like the Friends Thanksgiving stuff. Oh yeah, like the turkey on the head, <laughs> or Joey eating the trifle. Meat, good. You know, like, but it. You know, the football game. The, the, and that's yeah, not at the table. Yeah. But, well, they took a break. Well, I will say this: it it's interesting that we're talking about this, and then you go back and watch your favorite shows. Mm-hmm. Some of the best scenes, not like one-off scenes or anything like that, but like the, like if it's a comedy, some of the best drama scenes yes happen at tables and yeah. that's not a coincidence yeah that's very like true. they structure it that way yeah and some of the best scenes where you like bring the family together mm-hmm. it's at the table mm-hmm. i mean and that's yeah and like you said that's not a coincidence that's that is i think from the directorial side or you know is they know like we do that's a moment of of coming together in realness and, and vulnerability and yeah that's very true so so the table has this importance for us and you know i i like the fact that we talked about this uh today because i think just in thinking about it i've realized there there are many more table moments than i would have thought of just off the mm-hmm. cuff but when i stopped and go okay what are some memorable moments and i started thinking of them um and so I think that's something for you, listener, to to consider if you haven't already while you're listening to this or even in the last two weeks of the series is to think about these the table and its importance and most importantly, what it signifies for us in our relationship with God, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but our relationship with God includes relationship with others, which is why we have, you know, if you're in a community group and you're, you're following the... Um, you know, the last two weeks especially have been like just some conversational moments um, for community groups to do. And I know y'all don't necessarily, you're doing your own study. We're doing a book study right but now. But I would recommend you look at, because even just the opening like two or three minutes might be something y'all want to look at today mm, and talk okay. about, well, what are some significant table moments for you? Yeah. Uh, I just think those are those are good. But, um, and so that's what I hope that you all are doing is, is thinking about the table and its importance and the fact that... Um, while you while you're listening to this, you've either already had a meal today, or you're about to have a meal, or you're in the middle of a meal right now. Uh, we all eat, and so we have an opportunity to come to a table, and that means we have an opportunity to invite someone to the table with us. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think is really glorious about mm-hmm. it all. Yeah. So, um, anything else you want to toss in here before we close out today's episode? Yeah. Um, I, you know, something that has really made me think about. This, ser- this sermon series mm-hmm. and um, it's the table is not just a piece of wood it's not just a piece of plastic whatever your table is made of is not just that it is a doorway into conversation is a doorway into mm. uh, coming to Jesus it's a, it's it's a platform it's and and we use it all the time for these things without even realizing it yeah so mm-hmm. I really getting ready for this podcast has really made me or even like just listen to you talk about at the table 
for the sermon series has brought these memories about things that have happened to me at the table and mm-hmm. and how they have changed my life. So I really want the listeners to really turn this off and then just go into a time of like thinking about mm, what are yeah. those moments that shaped you around the table because we all have them. Mm-hmm. Good, bad, or the other. There, there are some moments that have defined us that happened right there at the table. There's some that have broken us at the broken table. Broken us at the table. <laughs> and we were talking to someone the other day. He was like, yeah, I was at the table. I found out my parents were splitting up. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. And I, and I mean, you, you have a center point to think about. And I think that is kind of a cool way to do it because you, like, you can go to a, a table and just start thinking about all those times you were there and the conversations you had as opposed to trying to figure as as opposed to trying to figure out a, a moment, mm-hmm. you can think of a location. Yeah, yeah. And at, I just really want people to dig in and figure out those moments that have shaped you and think about that because you have moments coming up. Mm-hmm. Whether yep. you still have table moments coming. Mm-hmm. And yep. think about the moments that have happened as you approach the moments that are coming. Mm-hmm. That's very, that's That's good. That's a good point. That's good. Uh, get something to chew on there, Josh. Thank you for that. So, well, hey, porch community, we thank you for uh, being a part of today's episode and for listening. And um, I, we encourage you just to ask someone to join you at the table this week. And um, maybe you need to share this episode with someone yep. that needs to hear this and be encouraged as well, or any of the other episodes we've done. But um, we look forward to seeing you this Sunday and talking to you again soon. Josh, thank you for all you do. Thank you, Shannon. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. See you, bye. Bye. You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.